Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Picky Bookworm podcast. Once a month, three of my friends and I get together and we talk about an indie book. Um, This month is Keepers and Destinies by Carl Brothers. It was a super fun chat. Uh, You'll get to hear it in just a few minutes. I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys have a great time listening to us talk about this book and attempting to make sure that it is spoiler free. Um, Again, the book is Keepers and Destinies by Carl Brothers. If you would prefer to go and read the book before you come and listen to the podcast, we would love for you to do that as well. So have a great time and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Golden Girls podcast book club. As you know from previous episodes, the Golden Girls, Katie Roberson, Caroline Floor, Lacey Crouch, and myself get together once a month. We read and discuss an indie book. And this month's book was Keepers and Destinies by Carl Brothers. And I actually had Carl on the podcast last year, I believe it was, uh, to talk about his book. And that was an absolutely wonderful chat. So I will um, be sure to include that link in the description of this podcast episode so that you can go and listen to my chat with Carl. We had a really great time and we are looking forward to talking about all of the various characters in Keepers and Destinies. There were a lot of them. So we are, um, we've got some great comparisons. We've got some great characterizations and we've got some great discussions coming up. So grab your tea, grab your wine. I would say grab your laundry, Carol line but she's in on the chat so we're gonna get started hello ladies how are you good hello we before we hit before we hit record poor Lacey hit her face and hit herself in the face with a rake so we're we're all (laughs) hoping that she feels better very 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 soon um that's that's what happens when you record outside I guess so um, okay, so real quick, as usual, um, if we want to go around and just kind of give just general thoughts about the book, like who your favorite character was, um, I think that is probably a good place to start. Um, Caroline, you had some really great um, discussions and some really great talking points in our uh, DM discussion earlier today. So why don't you go ahead and start it off? Who was your favorite character? Uh, My favorite character was James. I really liked James and I felt like we really got to know him because there's there's a prologue and this really defined scene that I thought was written extremely well. Like when it was talking about it was dry and dusty, I literally felt like I need a drink. It's dry and dusty. I really felt like what James was feeling. And because of that really good introduction, he stayed my favorite character throughout the book. Okay. Lacey, what about yours? Uh, If I say mine, is it a spoiler? Uh (laughs) It starts Um, with a B. (laughs) not, Not if you don't give context. Okay. Well, okay, then I guess my favorite was Billy, <laughs> because he uh, he added a nice layer of intrigue to the story, and I quite under uh, enjoyed him. Okay, Katie, what about yours? Sorry. <laughs> um, 
same Billy because um, I really liked the way that his character was portrayed. I felt like he had a lot of depth to him, um, even though he could be really, you know, a jerk. Let's just leave it at that. But Billy was, <laughs> was my favorite character. Um, okay, so I we're I guess we're pretty much split down the middle because I I'm going to agree with Caroline that James was my favorite character. Um, I. I thought that, you know, again, he had, he had a lot of really relatable scenes and, um, you know, obviously the story revolves around a guardian angel, but I thought that James, on the other hand, he added that depth of humanity that we didn't really get from some of the other characters. And so I thought that his, that his humanity just kind of balanced out all the various conflicts and all the various negative dynamics that we had throughout the book. So, right. Um, and he I, wasn't perfect. Like he's you know, not perfect. Flawed no. characters are my favorite. And he was, you know, kind of like, I don't know if it's the right word to say he was a flawed hero, but that's, those are the best kind of heroes. You know, he wasn't really are, Mr. Yeah. Perfect. So, um, yeah, the, the flawed heroes. I mean, he just, he, he was, I mean, the, I think Carl was, um, you know, he tried really hard to convey the the perfect aspect, I guess, of what we get, you know, of what we think of when we think of angels and when we think of God and when we think of, you know, all of that. We think like a level of perfection. And so he was trying to portray that when he had like the angelic characters and everything. But then, you know, he put James in there and James just really kind of balanced that out with this, just the level of humanity that... You know, yeah, he was not perfect, and oh my god, <laughs> my cat is—he's got his paws under my bedroom door. He's trying so hard <laughs> to get in here. Sorry, sorry, total distracted, distracted <laughs> moment. I'm so sorry. I have a feeling both of my cats are sitting on the outside of the door, wanting in. Um, but no, they misbehave when they're in here, so they are not allowed in here. Um, okay, so we um, we meet James first in the prologue and then in the first chapter i believe we meet andrea um who is our main protagonist what what did you guys think of andrea as a protagonist not necessarily as a character because i know some of us kind of disliked her and didn't really find her relatable but as the protagonist of the story what did you think of her let's start with katie Katie's top left. Um, well, I thought she probably needed the most growth out of all the characters because, you know, a lot of the story revolves around her. And we find out a lot, you know, in the beginning, it's kind of an info dump with, you know, what what's going on and what to expect with the story. And then Andrea comes to Earth on her mission and it's like, you know, it's like watching a kid grow up really super fast. But, you know, it, again, I, I I, can't really say much because I just, I didn't like her as a character. It just, she never resonated with me. And her maturity I, I, level was all over the place. I think that was the problem. Yes, that, that had a large part to do with it, is her maturity, you know, um throughout the book and it's like some things she could grasp 
but most things she couldn't and she just she needed to grow up a lot more yeah and i i think that um a lot of that was because of where she lived growing up you know right. she she lived yeah. in heaven um mm-hmm. And, you know, so she, she lived in this level of perfection that didn't have anybody that was just truly human, just truly imperfect human. So yeah, when she came down here, there, there was a lot of growing up that she had to do. And, um, I agree that in parts, she, she didn't really seem to pick up on that level of humanity that she needed in order to fit in with us. Cause that's what they wanted yeah. her to do. They wanted her to come down here. They wanted her to kind of fit in with everybody. Um, so that she could find the prophet because that was her, you know, when she came down here from heaven, that was her mission was to find this prophet who had, uh, information about Armageddon. And so when she came down here, I don't think that her superiors in heaven really prepared her enough for what she was going to face down here. I think she just, she was kind of thrown in the deep end, um, in a lot of ways. Right. And, you know, then when she, when she met Billy, um, again, we're going to try not to give too much context when she met Billy, he, you know, kind of pushed that level of maturity on her without, giving her the knowledge and experience to balance it out. And so she wasn't really, she was just kind of a four-year-old doing a 30-year-old's job. Right. And And I think I've been thinking about this this afternoon, and I think that's why she was that way, because the author seems like he wanted to portray that she doesn't understand context. You know, she hasn't had a lifetime of being around humans. I mean, look at people when they're reclusive at home with their computer. Like I've been for two years. You, you go back out in public and you're like you just, just staring at someone like, we're supposed to converse. I mean, we've already lost our skills in two years. So she's never had any. Yeah. And then we find out a lot of, I think he wanted to keep us guessing about her for a reason because you know, at some point in the story, things come out about her. Yeah. And there's a reason she doesn't fit in. And, you know, so she didn't get, like you just said, she didn't even get the help and guidance she should have gotten the bare minimum. It seemed like they just said, you know, good luck, Andrea. This is, yeah, this is, this is your, this is your mission. Go do it. And, you know, and, and I think that was, you know, I think that was part of the reason why the, the two main, um, people that she dealt with when she was in heaven I think that's a lot of the reason why I didn't really like either one of them is because you know you you find out you know there's there are some things that we find out about Andrea later in the story that help some things make sense but at the same time the, the people that she worked for, for lack of a better phrase, in heaven, they knew these things about her already. And, you know, it just kind of felt like they couldn't be bothered to tell her or they deliberately didn't tell her. But then they, you know, took this very immature person and threw them into this situation that they really had no business being in. So Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I think that, you know, I, 
I almost kind of feel like we weren't really meant to like Andrea all the way. It, it almost right. feels like we weren't meant to, that we were meant to kind of have this indifferent, ambivalent feeling about her because she, she kind of has that same indifferent, ambivalent feeling about herself. True. So I, I kind of feel like we weren't really meant to like her. Carl, once mm-hmm. you listen to this, if that's what you meant, let us know. I would love to let actually us know. know. Yeah, absolutely. It's I would almost love to like know. we were meant to attach attach to and relate to James. Yeah. And we were not meant to relate to Andrea, right? Like James is the human. She's not. That's yeah. I, that's that almost is kind of what it feels like. Is that we just mm-hmm. we weren't really meant to relate to her in this way that we relate to James. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I did when we when we were talking in Twitter DM earlier, I made a note that uh, something that I would love to have um, from Carl. Carl, if you are listening, I this is something that I want you to go back and write, even if it's a short story just for me. I don't care, but I <laughs> I would love to have a prequel that goes over the story of what happened between James McNelly and Aaron. What do you guys think about that? Mm-hmm. Because that was, that was part of the, the catalyst of the whole story was this um, insane situation that James as a private investigator had gotten himself stuck in um, we and we don't really. I mean, we know that it happened. We kind of get a little bit of explanation, but we don't really get the full story of what actually happened to kickstart all of that off. So, mm-hmm. Carl, if you're listening, that is something that I would love to have is the the mm-hmm. backstory with James McNelly and Aaron. Um, and you will, and you obviously know um, <laughs> what story I'm talking about. So. Um, I don't want to give too much context in that because it does feed into the the book as we go along. Um, the whole McNally it did seem situation. it did seem so. intriguing because they did touch on like the back history. Yeah, and it's like wonder what all went down during that. Well, and he, um, you know, and they mentioned, you know, James mentions several times that he and Aaron used to be a couple, and that he was still kind of holding a torch for her. And right. so I'm just, I'm really curious of what happened to break them up or what happened to cause the end of their relationship. Um, and so, yeah, having that, having that prequel, um, even if it's just like a, a 40,000 word story, I don't care. I, that's, I would just love to have that. So, mm-hmm. um, so there was one character that we absolutely all agreed on. Um, and that was a character that we did not get very much of. And we all four agreed when we were talking earlier today, we all four agreed that not only did we need more in this book, but we definitely want more in book two. Um, if book two has not been written yet, anyone want to guess who that is? Owen. Oh, <laughs> Owen was definitely <laughs> one of them. Um, I would like to see. I was going to guess Aaron. <laughs> Mike, uh, Michael no, would be. Michael. Michael. Yes, Katie yeah. wins the prize. Yay. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we all, and of course, we all loved Owen. Can we, we will get to Michael so in just a second. Technically, spoiler. 
Um, no. No? Saying Owen? I no. don't think so. No, not Owen. The other one. No, not if we don't give context. Everybody knows who Michael is. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, he's the guy who works at Fifth and Main, right? Oh, I thought that was a, a, the coffee shop, right? Yeah, the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, the coffee shop. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally We're throwing lost, people off the trail. Come on. <laughs> They're never going to crack the code. You threw me off the trail. Let me just tell you. Wow. Okay. Um, okay, so let's... Um, Michael was definitely a very cool character. Um, and... The, um, the other character that we absolutely loved was Owen. Can we take a second for our little dude, Owen? He is, he is one of the characters. He's a little boy. He's maybe like, what, nine or ten? He's like, he's not very old. And he kind of makes friends with Andrea when she is, she's ends up kind of in a situation where she's a little bit lost and, you know, we're going to try hard not to give <laughs> spoilers in this situation, but she does. She kind of gets up in a situation where she's a little bit lost. She doesn't really know what to do. And she ends up making friends with this little boy who lives near her with his parents and they have moved there from across country. He did not want to move. He did not want to live where they're living. And he has made no bones about the fact that he does not want to be there. <laughs> but at the same time, he, like James, he kind of affords a little bit of that human balance um, between Andrea and what she's supposed to be like who she is and who she's supposed to be. And he just, he offers a little bit of that humanity. Um, and he asks her a couple questions, um, that, you know, she answers in, you know, well, that, that action was evil. The, the person that did it was not, but the action was, and he kind of, later on, he kind of takes that and kind of parrots it back and kind of eases people's opinions about different situations um, by parroting back that, you know, well, the action isn't always, you know, the action can be evil without the person being evil. And, you know, I, I really liked that about him, that he just, he added that little level of humanity and that little, um, that great little dynamic between him and Andrea. What did you guys think of Owen? We'll start with Caroline this time. I loved Owen. I definitely thought he played a big part, even though he was in specific parts. When he was in a scene, he dominated the scene for a little guy, I thought. And I, yeah, I really love him. And, you know, I hope that he's in future books because I was thinking, you know, he's got to get older, right? Like, <laughs> if things continue to happen, he could be you know, part of other things happening as he gets older yeah. because he was such, I thought he was an important enough character. He could move forward in the story and do even more. Yeah. Um, I, um, that was one thing that, um, while you were talking and, you know, mentioning that, um, getting to meet him when he's older, I think would be a lot of fun. Um, yes. you know, just kind of have, um, just kind of give him, almost give him his own book. <laughs> 
that would be a lot of fun. Um, okay. I, Lacey, I'm not sure. Are you in a swing or are you in a hammock? Cause I'm super uh, jealous right now. I'm in a swing outside. I'm super jealous right now. I love, I love the, the porch swings and the, the swings like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. In case anybody, um, is a first time listener, um, we are, we four are all on video chat, so we can actually see each other. We are recording our voices for you guys to listen to. Um, and we, since we have a quick second before we move on to another character, um, why don't we introduce ourselves just real quick um, for brand new listeners? Katie, we'll start with you. Okay. Hi, I'm Katie um, on Twitter, KP Writes Fantasy. Um, I've got, uh, you know, my little home here in the North Georgia mountains, the Appalachian Hills with uh, my family. And I enjoy reading and writing and listening to music and crocheting occasionally. So, And in terms of Golden Girls, Katie is our Blanche. So she is She is our seven bill. We love her. Okay, Caroline, you want to introduce yourself just real quick for brand new listeners? Um, yes, I am Caroline Fleur um, on Twitter. I'm author Fleur is my handle. I live in the Dallas area. I've written one book, which seems like a really small number compared to so many other people. <laughs> Destiny, but it's a really bonus. good book. So, you know. <laughs> Thank you. I um, talk about food allergies a lot because my son has them. I've written some articles for Allergic Living and working on one right now. So that's about me. Lacey, real quick. Uh, I'm uh, either Lacey or Azure on Twitter. I'm also apparently a Satan at Gunblade if you ask people who've talked to me. (laughs) Um, I live in Baltimore. I have a swing. I'm outside. There's a birch tree over there. I've got three small children that I try to make sure they don't kill each other. Uh, a cat that's black. Her name is Luna. I wrote two books that are released, two books that aren't. So I have four books to my name soon. Yes. So um, cool. So exciting. And, and another yeah, series in the works. And I'm working on another series where the poor MC with the first three chapters has been shot by three arrows so far. So it's going great for him. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, okay, so um, I, for- be fun. <laughs> I forgot to tell Caroline is the Dorothy of our group, of our Golden oh, Girls yes. Book Club. Uh, Lacey is the Sophia. Um, I actually had to have somebody remind me of what her name was, um, surprisingly enough. Um, but Lacey is the Sophia of our group. I am Pamela, otherwise known as the Picky Bookworm, the hostess of this podcast. And um, when I am not podcasting, I am blogging, reading, crocheting, watching TV, hanging out on Twitter, um, or working my day job. So I, I do a lot, um, have a lot of fun doing it. And in terms of Golden Girls, I am last one left. I am the Rose. Um, Rose, <laughs> I, I kind of adopted Rose. She, um, she was always kind of my favorite. She was the kind of the ditzy one. And, 
um, you know, growing up with undiagnosed ADHD, I always just, I felt really dizzy and really, um, just scatterbrained. Um, and so I always related to Rose and, you know, I, I know each of the other ladies, um, have their own special relationship with their, their personal golden girl. Um, even though none of them are, are with us anymore. So, um, I, but they're all we, together. But so they're all together yeah. and we are all together and we are yep. the new generation of golden girls. Mm-hmm. I think we need to have our own TV show. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> for now though, we will, we will settle for doing this monthly podcast episode. Um, so one question I think that, um, going back to the book, now that we have introduced ourselves, um, one question that Caroline had brought up, I believe was how believable as an angel, did we find Andrea? Let's start with well, I think Lacey. Yeah, Lacey, go ahead. I think it really depends on your definition of an angel. So like biblical angels were not people. They were giant eyeballs with a bunch of wings. <laughs> so, but it reminded me a bit of really gives dogma me a, an angel. interesting mental picture, Lacey. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm, I mean, I'm, it's true. There's, there's an episode of Doctor Who that the, the um, alien spaceships... Um, it's in season five, I believe, but the alien spaceships, they have this big eyeball. And that's all I can see when you're talking about eyeballs with wings. This, the, like literally this Doctor Who spaceship, anybody who's seen that episode, you'll know. Um, but yeah, that's, that's yep, literally yep. all I can see is just like this, this huge eyeball with wings on either side. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what <laughs> biblical angels look like. But like, I got a, I got a bit of the, the dogma vibe. If y'all have seen that, it did. with Jay and Silent yes. Bob, I did. But yeah. they were—they uh, had no anatomy, and clearly these angels have anatomy. So yeah. it's a little bit different. So that's why my first impression was the dogma type angels. But I, yeah, pleasure. I, um, the I got—I definitely got a little bit of the dogma vibe. Um, Whenever I would talk to my husband about this book, um, again, anybody who has listened to this podcast at all, has listened to me on Twitter at all, you guys know my husband does not read. He is not interested in reading. Books bore him. He is just, he is not a reader. So that actually makes my life a little bit easier because I don't have to worry about spoilers. (laughs) So I can sit and I can tell him all of these things about these books negative, positive, you know, the end of the book, everybody dies, you know, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. I can sit and just chatter at him. And that was actually one of the things that he brought up when I was talking about the, the book was the whole, the dogma thing. Um, and somebody else earlier today, um, when I was telling them, you know, there's, there's one part of the book that I don't believe it's a spoiler um, because it's actually mentioned pretty early on in the book. Um, But God has gotten fed up with how the angels are doing things. And he has bounced. Like he is, he is gone off into the ether. He is, he's just not around. Um, And when I mentioned that to somebody, I was telling her about the book earlier today. And when I told her that she looked at me and she goes, so is he a supernatural fan? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, but probably. 
Um, because that's in the TV show Supernatural, that's actually what happens is God just kind of gets fed up and he's just gone. He just leaves. He goes on vacation. Um, and so that's, um, you know, that was, I think that Carl has gotten, um, inspiration from a lot of different areas because I, I think that we have been getting various vibes from, um, various movies, um, and various other stories. Uh, he, he did not really take them like verbatim. Um, it's, this is not a plagiarism deal. Um, but I do, um, I do think that he has been inspired by a lot of those different stories. Well, God's not Selma Hayek, so. No, <laughs> or, or Alanis Morissette, or Alanis Morissette, because in Dogma, God was Alanis Morissette. So, um, I, yeah, uh, the, the whole God gender thing, I have my, my own opinions on that. Not going to get into it right now, but, um, anyway, so we had three different elevator shaft characters, three different ones. I think I agreed, um, or I think that two of you agreed on one. I had one and then Caroline had one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Lacey and Katie actually agreed. Um, again, not giving any context that Zafkiel was you guys' elevator shop character. Neither one of you liked that character. Do you care to 100%. do you care to kind of without too many spoilers, I know that's gonna be kind of difficult, but um, can you give maybe a little bit of idea as to why you did not like Zafkiel? First of all, the name is really hard to pronounce. <laughs> Five words. Okay. He was the least honest. That's that's that's, that's what I'm gonna say. That yeah, I. Caroline's nodding too. Um, can't see Lacey's face, but I'm going to assume that Lacey is probably nodding as well. Um, <laughs> Lacey, yeah, Lacey, Lacey comes in the chat on her, on her phone. And, um, I, I can understand how it would be really hard to try to hold your phone up so that we can see your face all the time. So she just kind of sets it to down. Hold the sky. We get to, yeah. So we get to see the sky. Um, we can hear her, uh, which is the most important thing. So um, we get to hear her opinions and, and hear her um, talk about things. So, um, but it's always the most fun because it's we see Katie and I see Caroline and I see me and then I see this guy. <laughs> so it's always it's always super fun. So um, the cushion's pretty with the flowers. It is pretty. Thank you. Lacey's side. It is. We yeah, got them from Aldi. Pretty. <laughs> Shout out to Ari. <laughs> hey, you can sponsor the Picky Bud Worm podcast. <laughs> yeah, on, Aldi. Aldi. Aldi, yeah, please. I I will come shop in your store totally. Um the yeah, every time I go in Aldi here, the lines are like 50 people long. And I don't ever want to wait that long cuz I usually only go in there for like one or two things and I'm like I'm not standing in line. With 50 people don't go on Wednesday do things I am not doing it I usually try to like go on my lunch break because there used to be an Aldi like literally right down the street from my job 
and I would try to go over there on my lunch break. And I'm like, there's 30 people in line. There's no way I'm going to get through this line during my lunch break. It's not going to happen. So, um, one thing that somebody brought up, I do believe it was Caroline again. Um, Caroline had lots of opinions this afternoon, um, when we were talking in Twitter DM, um, figuring out what, what all we were going to discuss tonight. Um, it could have been Lacey though. I almost think it was either Lacey or Caroline mentioned how well the battle descriptions were done. Yes. In, Mm -hmm. in the various, um, because obviously we can't, um, we can't have good and evil. We can't have angels without demons because we do have demons and we have some like pretty hardcore, disgusting demons. Um, we even get Lucifer, um, over a couple of times, um, without, again, no spoilers. Um, but what, what about the battle descriptions did you really like? Like, why did you think that they were done so well? Okay. I had to unplug my phone because it is just making all sorts of noise over here. Sorry. <laughs> if, if only, um, if I could, mute, if I can mute the computer and, you know, without muting you guys, I totally would, but I need to be able to hear you guys in order to record. So, um, so yeah, Caroline, um, you were nodding when I said earlier that the battle descriptions were done so well, what about them did you really like? Well, it's just what I noticed, which of course it's a totally different kind of writing. We're talking about a book that has like huge epic battle scenes that are going on between heaven and hell. And there's different layers of heaven and hell. Like there's like a hierarchy on each side too. And when I was reading it, I was thinking, this is just a lot to have in, you know, like an author's head and to be able to express. And now this person, I mean, this individual did this and it caused this result. And then the, and then the reaction was from this side. And (laughs) like, I mean, just reading it, I was thinking I could, I mean, I'm really good at writing people argue, but I don't think I can (laughs) write like a, heaven and hell epic saga battle going on you could almost just see it unfold like a movie you know (laughs) and there was there was one scene and i um i'm going to deliberately and i'm going to tell you in advance um so that you don't accidentally let slip who was in this scene um but you guys will know um but there was one character that um was able to somehow create a tornado and like almost like fly to the top of the tornado, gather enemies into the tornado and then like plummet back down to earth and slash all of the various enemies before they landed. What did you guys think of that particular scene? I really liked it, but I I would love to get your opinions on it. We'll start with Lacey. Lacey hasn't said much. Do you know what scene I'm talking about? I think so. I mean, uh, it was, it felt like a uh, typical 80s movie where everything sort of happens all at once. It, it was a neat move. I really, it was very descriptive, yes. So. Yeah, it was, it was really descriptive. And, you know, it kind of um, fed into my fear of falling. Um you know, I don't have a fear of heights. I have a fear of falling. Um, I, I do not do, I don't do, um, uh, 
Ferris wheels. That's that's how much I hate falling. So um, that will that will give you a really good um, example of um, how much I would not want to be that particular character in that particular scene. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I thought it was really cool because I would love to be able to do that. Even if I didn't, I would love to have that ability to be able to do that. So, um, Katie, what did you think of, of that scene? Because I think you're you're nodding, so I think you probably know what scene I'm talking about. You don't? I, I oh, think no. so. I, I think so. Um, I, <laughs> um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say it, it was descriptive. Um there was some, there was a level of coolness to it, um, that was like, uh, I'm, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily your head, believable. Your head's about was, to explode. Do you want to move on? <laughs> yeah. Really I mean, it was, you look like your head is about to, <laughs> to explode because you're trying not to give spoilers and we don't want to do that. We want that's to what makes it so yeah. hard. Right where we it's can't at. Yeah. so much. <laughs> I, I would love, I want your head to stay where it's at. I want it attached. Yeah. So we'll, we'll move on. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, <laughs> I have two more books to, to write in my series and, and book two is going so slow. So don't oh, let no. my head explode. <laughs> oh no. We don't want your head to explode. Um, okay. So there was, um, there was one character. It was actually two characters that we didn't really, um, we didn't really see much of them. Um, one character I was a little bit ambivalent about the other character. I was a little bit less ambivalent and a more, a little bit more on the side of what the heck are you doing in this book? Um, the, the character that I was a little bit ambivalent about was Barakiel. Um, and I guess Andrea's mentor, I guess would be, um, would be a good description of her. Or him, I'm not even. I think I think her. Um, what did you guys think of Barakio? Crickets. I love it. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> no, it's just we don't want to like talk over each other, so we're all like, you go. Um, okay, we'll start with yeah. no, we'll start with Caroline because I started with Lacey and then I started with Katie, so I'll start with Caroline this time. Okay, Barakio. I'm I'm with you. I kind of didn't know. You know, she was she was like a little bit further distance from the inner characters. Right. So we didn't get to know her. We only knew what we found out through Andrea. But one thing I did notice it might be off topic is I liked how, okay. The name was Barakiel, right? Yeah, but didn't they short that to Rockiel? Like Rockiel. it's almost like yeah. Rachel. And Andrea like, called her. Cause I, and, and the way that they, the way that she, or the way that she like, called her because she called her instead of b-a-r-a-c-h-i-e-l she called her r-a-c-h-i-e-l so it kind of made me think that she was maybe like calling her rachel yeah Um, it was like more friendly so that made me think they were more more friends because she shortened it like pam you call me care a lot i do right and and so i just kind of like that she called her rockiel instead of barockiel and i was like i think she just like used a nickname with her so that that did impact i thought a little bit softer about barockiel after that yeah i i think that um you know barockiel is um 
she's one of the characters in the book that knows a few of the secrets um, that we don't find out until later in the book. So I, you know, when, when we reached that part of realizing that Barakiel had known these things, but, you know, even though she and Andrea considered each other friends or Andrea considered her a friend, um, it didn't, to me, it didn't really seem fair. And it seemed a little bit dishonest of Barakiel um, to act the way that she did, knowing the things that she knew. Um, so what, yeah. So I, I was a little bit ambivalent towards her because of that. Um, because, you know, when we, when we find out these things and we find out who knew and find out who didn't know and, you know, and all of that, it was like, okay, you were supposed to be Andrea's mentor and yet you're holding back these things from her. And it just, that, that just didn't quite hit the honest button with me. And I just didn't really, I didn't really like that about her. So uh, and okay. it might have been like their their relationship still had a hierarchy. They were not the same level. Right. So that could be, you know, like if you have a mentor, say, who's a teacher, you know, that person may not share everything with you. Like, oh, my gosh, that other teacher is a total jerk. You know, they keep it on a certain level where like a student right. will feel stronger toward a teacher than vice versa or like a coach. Does that make sense? Like it does. And you I don't know. know. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. That's just how I took it. That, that helps it make sense a little bit more. Um, I, it did. It does not help ease the, that was not fair. <laughs> reaction. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, it was cause important kind of information that I had. That was just kind of the reaction that I had was, okay, this was not fair. Um, so the nice. other character that we, I believe we all four, had just a little bit of um, fairly strong negative reactions towards not quite elevator shaft level, um, but none of us really liked this character. And that one was Gianna. Um, Gianna was um, Andrea's friend. Um, there, There's a period of time between part one of the book and part two of the book where about two or three months have passed. And so in part two, all of a sudden we're introduced to this character, Gianna, who um, for me kind of throws a little bit of, um, she kind of throws a little bit of a lesbian undertone into the book but not for me, and this this is my opinion, for me, it didn't feel like it was naturally done. It felt like um, she was just kind of there to fill space. And they just, you know, and Carl just kind of made her that way um, just because she didn't, I mean, I, I didn't like her as a character because I didn't really feel attached to her as a person. I was just kind of, she was just kind of there. Um, and I know we had some, I know you guys had some opinions about her, um, as well. And, um, why don't we discuss those? Do we want to start with Lacey again? 
as far as the lesbian undertones? No, just as far as Gianna as a character. The I, I mean, she she kind of felt like she wasn't super necessary and maybe was supposed to be another love interest, but not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and well, and it's and I think a lot of the reason why she didn't feel like a relatable character is she almost felt like, you know, and Carl, I'm going to apologize for this. You know, let me know if I'm being a total um, witch about this, but it almost felt like the author thought the book needed a lesbian love interest and just kind of threw her in there as, okay, well, we, we need to have this to have diversity. But then the character wasn't really relatable. And so it just, it kind of created this little lesbian undertone to the story and to their relationship, but didn't really fit the rest of the story. If that, if that makes sense. So, yeah, Gianna so. yeah. just, she just didn't really, for me, she just didn't really seem to fit into the story. She just kind of was there. In, you know. See, I felt the same way about Aaron's character. It's just like, yeah. Well, yeah, I would say about Gianna, like, we we don't, we should be clear that we don't mind lesbian no, relationships. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no I don't mind. mind. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. I... It has, I, it has nothing okay, to do with about the, this, you guys. I, I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot. I always try to give a book and the characters a lot of thought before a podcast. And I I feel like Gianna was put in there maybe because she needed someone to talk to. You know, as an author, I'm thinking sometimes your character needs someone to talk to. How else are we going to get the story out? But also maybe as a red herring, if you know what that means. Like, because there was a time where I was like, well, maybe she's going to date Gianna. Right. So maybe she was added as kind of a thought to distract us and make us think that Andrea is going to go down a different road or, or just an alternative. I don't know. You that know, like sense. that could be the red herring effect. And then, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, a path happened. I don't want to say what, but it wasn't that. And I don't know. Yeah, that, I mean, it's so hard to talk about without giving spoilers. I'm right. like, I, I can't. Well, and that and that makes a lot of sense because you know because um, you know again you know like like Caroline um, was saying we we don't care about whether you know we don't mind I should say right we don't mind lesbian storylines we don't mind lesbian characters no. we don't mind gay no. characters we don't mind queer characters no. but you know none of that is what I was talking about when I was talking about lesbian undertone it was more of the feeling that it was unnecessary mm-hmm. that it was just kind of put in there you know when um, when there's a you know and I and I kind of feel the same way about um, even straight characters, you know, every once in a while I'll come across one that I'm like, I just don't really feel like that character should have been in the book. And I just, I just kind of felt like that about Gianna, that she just didn't need to be in the book. Um, so I just got the, I don't know if you guys saw it or not. I just got the 10 minute warning. So our call is going to end in 10 minutes. Um, 
We have... But before you do that, I was going to say real quick. Yeah, um, Sometimes, like, it can be the opposite of what you say. Like, if she was a red herring and she's not in there enough, then the solution to that could also be she could make a bigger impact in the next one, which would illustrate why she was kind of sprinkled in the first one. Does that make sense? That's... Like, I, there's I no hope option so. yeah. for the Yeah, I hope Because so. I have a couple of characters that are sprinkled in, and it's because I didn't know what I wanted to do later, but I'm like, I got to get them in there. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, so he might have like how Crow happened. Yeah, he might have introduced Crow. Yeah, and Crow is one of our favorite characters of yours, Lacey. So you're right. If that's kind of how you started Crow, and look what happened to him in your book, we love Crow. Yeah, Crow is just supposed to be some random assassin who made terrible book puns that attacked people, but apparently he decided to be Jace's best friend. But look, didn't you have someone that's close to us? say that they did not like crow at all at first and then oh, yes. had a total change of heart and he grew on them like a bad rash <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so real quick um we've got about nine minutes left we are going to very quickly just give last thoughts on keepers and destinies um and then we've got two, a couple more things that we are going to uh, real quick talk about before our call ends. So, Katie, last thoughts on Keepers and Destinies by Carl Brothers. Um, it was it it was an interesting enough read that um you know I I finished it, but um it honestly it was not my my cup of tea. I mean, I've, I've read other angels versus demons books and I, um, I just it's a little bit out it. of your genre of what you typically yeah, would be reading. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there, there was, you know, the other stories have had other, other, uh, arcs that I have found more interesting. This one just didn't resonate with me. And it's, it's, you know, it's not going, you know, not every story is going to resonate with everybody on the same level. And this one just didn't. And, you know, but he should continue the story if that's, you know, if that's what Mr. Carl wants to do, I absolutely support him and say, you know, go ahead and, and you know, keep writing. Yeah. And he got someone, you, you know, to read through his whole story from beginning to end when it wasn't even your genre and you made it, you know what I mean? So, that's yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so last thoughts, Caroline? Um, for me, so I'm more like, well, you know, I wrote like a, a soap opera book. So these are this is not the type of book I would just pick up and read. Um, and I read it all through. And the funny thing is, is um, I, I got real attached, you know, to certain characters because I'm a people-y person. And so I um, was thinking about James. Um, and one of the things I liked most about this book were some of the characters. And like how their arc went. And I like James's arc. And I was going to say one thing, um, if you guys remember in the story that like made me endeared to him was um, someone wants something from him and they're asking for help. I don't want to say what happened. And they're giving all these reasons and it's just laid out perfectly like, you know, all the reasons are there. And then, you know, he's such a little punk sometimes. And then he just looks, looks at the person and says, I don't think so. <laughs> Like, he doesn't even care, like all the, you know, reasons and arguments and everything. And I don't know, there were just things like that in the book. I really enjoyed, like, the 
people moments like that with James. Um, it was just something I wanted to add in. So when people read it, they should really pay attention to James because I thought he was spot on. Okay. Lacey, final thoughts? Uh, the fight scenes were really cool. Mm-hmm. Angels and Demons is great. Somebody did a crazy thing near the end. Woot! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're running low on time. So we we are running. Yeah, we've got about uh, got about six minutes left. Um, my final thoughts: um, it was not my least favorite book that I have ever read, um, but it was not my favorite either. Um, it was just kind of it was very middle ground for me. Um, I did not hate it. Um, I thought that Carl's writing style um, was very good. Um, the I think the main thing that um, was difficult for me is I kept subconsciously comparing it to one of my favorite books that I have read at least 25 times since I was 10 years old, um, This Present Darkness by Frank Peretti. And I think that subconsciously I just kept comparing the two books. And, um, you know, it was not deliberate, um, but it just, it made keepers and destinies a little bit more difficult for me to read, I think, than it should have, um, because of that subconscious comparison. So it was not a bad story. Um, Mm -hmm. it just, it was not entirely my cup of tea either. Um, I think that I am going to use Katie's, um, term. It was just, it was very, um, it was just very middle ground for me. It was not, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm not going to say don't check it out because it could end up being mm-hmm. one of your very favorite books. It, it honestly could. Right. So, um, it was not badly written. Um, it no. was just, I, I think that choosing it for this particular group was, was just probably not the best choice on my part. <laughs> um, well, that's the thing is like, but we, you know, we, want different genres you know it's fun to walk into other genres because if someone is really into you know epic battles of you know layers of heaven and hell and betrayal and you know that's ideal i mean i'm sure if some people read my book and they can't stand soap operas believe me the agony they would go through during my book (laughs) (laughs) they would slog yeah they'd slog through it oh my god uh brooke what is going on with brooke holy crap yeah (laughs) so so i'm glad we read this book and um you know this is like a different perspective than what we're normally reading and it was good to branch out and see what else is out there you know yeah, and, you know, we do try to, and, you know, I think that for future books, I think we've got some um, some pretty different books added into um, our schedule. Um, next month, Katie, we're so excited. <laughs> we're doing, we are reading Katie's book next month, Between the Birches. We're so excited. Yes. We Caroline and Lacey beta read and I proofread. So we have all three read the yes. book. Um, Katie wrote it, obviously. So she did. Um, it releases May 27th. I have so many questions about potatoes. Our <laughs> our book chat, our book chat next month, I believe, is on the second Tuesday of June. So the book releases on May 27th. Go buy it, read it ahead of time, and then come back and listen to our chat with Katie about Between the Birches. 
Um, but anyway, thank you, ladies, for coming and oh. um, hanging what? out. We got one. Don't forget, left. something else came out this week. Oh yeah, we got yes. Dream Taker. Two minutes. Book two in the thirteenth uh, Zodiac, Zodiac series. Um, comes came out on the 13th on Friday the 13th 13 is a very big number um, in that series so go buy it find out who that crow actually is and find out who crow is yes absolutely so um, those are those two books Um, I'm kind of sad we didn't have time to mention the books that we were currently reading but that's okay we can always do that later so um, Absolutely. Thank you guys um, for coming and chatting again. Had a great time as usual. And I will see you ladies on Twitter. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.